Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we'll be wagging our tongues about an earlier version of a product that's still being used today. We're talking about the kind of stamp that you need to lick. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and welcome to The Gone Show. Tonight, my guests are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Hello. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834, and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Hello. And returning for his second visit to the show, Conroy Pike, one of the world's foremost couriers. Thank you for extending the invitation to return. My pleasure, Conroy. We're always happy to have you here. Now, before we begin to discuss tonight's topic, I'd like to quickly elaborate, as much as I'm able, on the manner in which our last show concluded. I died in a prison, and I've never given that a second thought. But what occurred during the last show will haunt me forever. It did get a little spooky here. To recap, we were finishing our discussion of orbits. Must you speak the name of that infernal beverage? We were finishing our discussion when we received a telephone call from someone who claimed to be associated with the beverage and have knowledge of it being extraordinarily dangerous. Then the line went dead and the power went out in the studio. I was not a guest that night, but after hearing the end of that episode, I called to see if you and everyone else was okay. Yes, and thank you again for that, Conroy. That was very thoughtful. Uh, Unfortunately, everyone who is hoping for some answers is probably going to be disappointed. I contacted the electric company, and the power loss supposedly came from a, quote, random power surge, end quote. Bullocks! And, according to the telephone company, there is no record of the telephone call we received. Bloody bollocks! And that's all of the information we have at the moment, but if something else comes up, we'll let everybody know. Yes, assuming you're not hanging from meat hooks in some secret laboratory with needles pressed into your eyeballs. Uh, My word. So, on to tonight. Tonight, we'll be talking about stamps that must be moistened before they can be used. And you'll appreciate this, John. The postage stamp, as we know it, and in all of its lickable glory, was first introduced 1840 in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Missed it by that much. For better or worse, this is another instance of me having experienced firsthand the subject of one of our discussions. Yes, this tongue has had the privilege of licking government glue. You know, you Yanks never cease to amaze me. You will fight tooth and nail for freedom. But when push comes to shove, you don't give a second thought about puckering up and literally licking what amounts to regulatory rectangles. Tell me, how does George Washington's cheek taste when licked? Is it a little salty? You're making me salty, you limey piehole. You need to get mad more often. Truth be told, I've never licked all that many stamps in my lifetime. 
In the office, my secretaries handled that aspect of correspondence, and at home my wife, God rest her soul, did most of the mailing. Before you get the wrong impression of me, I was responsible for taking outgoing mail to our mailbox. I don't want any of you thinking of me as a loafer. A loafer, new. A lover, yes. Drench my mouth in your spit, you sexy pot. <laughs> oh my. Oh my god. John, stop it. Jay, are you okay? I feel as though my life is forever changed. Thanks for that, John. How am I ever going to get that image out of my head? You calm down, you two. My word, I'm surrounded by a bunch of prudes. If I ever see your tongue dart in and out and in and out of your mouth again, I swear I will find a way to remove it. You should have seen it from where I was sitting. It looked like an angry, fleshy balloon. Are you sure you're okay, Jay? My neural containment system may have to be reset, but I'll be fine until the end of the show. My apologies, Jay. I didn't know my tongue was so dangerous. Why are you so excitable tonight, John? Did you find a penny on your way into the studio, or what? I'm just feeling a little cheeky. Okay, fine, but please, keep your tongue in your mouth. Would now be a good time to take the on-ramp to tonight's topic? Yes. I myself have licked an average number of stamps, but I have witnessed firsthand the darker side of stamp licking. I didn't know that the licking of stamps has a dark side. Fortunately, most do not. In my case, and to paraphrase Paul Tournier, nothing makes us so lonely as secrets. That is very true. Like most who live their lives on the open road, my significant other is solitude and the unattainable horizon my confidant. However, for some time, riding shotgun was a woman who meant a great deal to me. I could tell by your bittersweet tune that a woman was involved. Before the dark times, we explored the back roads of America together, like two teenagers who were given a semi-truck on their 16th birthday. And then the dark times came? Yes, sir. I surprised her when I was getting back into the truck cab one day and I saw her quickly hide something under her seat. Later, while I was waiting for her to come out of a waffle house, I looked under her seat and found a roll of stamps. And what kind of stamps were they? Bald Eagle. So at first, I didn't think much of it. But later that night, I woke to something that sounded like a St. Bernard giving itself a bath. However, I've never owned a St. Bernard, and after I became fully awake, I realized the sound was coming from next to me in bed. She must have sensed I was awake, because the sound of licking suddenly stopped. You knew I once awoke to that same sound, but in my case... John? The next morning, I confronted her about the incident, and she eventually admitted to being addicted to the adhesive on the backs of stamps. Made from cornstarch and dextrin, according to my sources. Yes, sir. 
Anyway, after confronting her, she became more and more open with her addiction. Right in front of me, she would pull out a stamp and rub it on her tongue, like an angry smoker trying to put out a cigarette. Whenever she ordered lunch, I would look at her and see pieces of stamp in the corners of her mouth. She even tried to bring stamp licking into our love life. My word. Now understand, I strive to conduct myself in a gentlemanly manner, so the only reason I see fit to share these details is to spread awareness of the dangers of stamp licking. Don't be a tease. Get on with it. Details, my good man. Details. Well, for example, she left our hotel one evening, and when she returned, she showed me that she had gotten a tattoo of a postage stamp on her lower back and insisted that I refer to it as a tramp stamp. What filthy philately! And I left when she began to keep stacks of letters to be mailed by the bed, and, in the heat of the moment, insisted on moistening the stamps in a non-traditional manner. Break time. <gasps> hey! What's on the ground? It looks like a message! It looks like a message because it's a message. Hi, my name is Clinton Firmashave, and I'm the founder of Firmashave Footwear. Several years ago, I noticed someone looking down at the ground. Then I looked around and I saw that this person was ignoring a lot of billboards, marquees, and signs that businesses had paid a lot of money for. And I thought to myself, no, not on my watch. And that's when I came up with the idea of Firmashave Footwear. Unlike other footwear, the bottom of each Firmashave footwear shoe is made with a customizable outsole designed to leave a mark. For those in the city, our Scuffer series is equipped with our patented pressure-activated ink release system that's guaranteed to give sidewalks and crosswalks your own personal stamp of approval. For rural customers, our Tracker series features a raised and chemically sharpened outsole that will allow you, with your message, to dig deep. Into the ground, that is. Look for Firmashave footwear wherever fine footwear is sold. Firmashave footwear. Walk and talk at the same time. Listen to my voice, and you can probably tell that I'm a transplant. My name is Nigel Carbon, and I was born in Scotland. But now I live here, in the United States of America. Why? Because of the 4th of July. When I visited America for the first time, I happened to be here during July 4th, and it was during that time that I fell truly, deeply, and madly in love with fireworks. So much so that I've made it my life's mission to change the culture and laws of America to embrace the combustion of fireworks during every single day of the year. But I can't do it alone. I need your help. Many Americans are only willing to put up with the danger and noise of fireworks on one day of the year. And to change that limited mentality, it's going to take money. So, please visit my charitable website, July for Ever, and donate what you can. Together, we can make fire work for everyone. Welcome back to Bogon Kill. Welcome back to The Gone Show. We are joined by Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Conroy Pike, and we've been talking about water-activated stamps. Can we prolong the break? 
There's an image in my mind that I don't know what to do with. It was an opportune time to take a break. My neural containment system underwent a forced shutdown. Too much stimuli. Thank you for the opportunity to share those difficult truths. To quote Thomas Jefferson, honesty is the first chapter in the book of wisdom. And like I said, I believe it's important for people to know the dangers of putting tongue to stamp. Of course, Conroy, and thank you for sharing that with us. I know it wasn't easy, but I know our listeners really do appreciate your candor and insight. And fortunately for many, those dangers are practically non-existent. Uh, That's good. We could all use a happy ending. So the United States Postal Service actually released its first self-stick postage stamp in 1974, but for several reasons it wasn't successful. However, USPS tried again in 1989, and by 2002 almost all stamps issued by the post office were self-stick. The other variety appears to now be only available to the general public in periodic, limited issuances. Not a day goes by that I don't wish the United States Postal Service had more foresight in 1974. Unfortunately, there were a lot of distractions that year. Cancellation of the Brady Bunch. Waterloo by ABBA. I suppose that's true. Well, before we end tonight's show, what do you think of what I'm sure will eventually be the complete elimination of the lick and stick stamp? Will it be missed? Dead before it existed. I recuse myself. I consider myself an antiquarian, but I don't think I'm going to have a stamp-sized hole in my heart. That's about the size of it. Oh, Conroy, I'm sorry. I didn't... No apology necessary. I'm the one who chose to unload my cargo for all to see tonight. And no worries, I'll be just fine. My life is never without an on-ramp. As a rule, I've never been one to fear progress. And in light of the effect these lick-and-stick stamps had on my friend here, I say... Send them back to Sam Hill with postage due. And there you have it. My thanks to my guests and those listening. Good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.